The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Catherine Ruinala Ministries. They had stage four cancer of the appendix, a very rare cancer that had metastasized through her belly. And she reached out in faith for a miracle and took it by faith and has been back to the doctor. And they've done the scans expecting to find her belly full of cancer. And they've found no trace of cancer whatsoever. Just incredible. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. You beautiful woman. Now, there's something else that can't happen psychosomatically. Just for those who don't know, tell them what, what was your condition? Well, I have no hearing bones in uh, that ear whatsoever. They were all removed. The eardrum had been renewed, but the hearing bones had to be taken out because they had all disintegrated. Could you hear anything in that ear? No, no. No, and I still can't get my head around it. <laughs> So that night, you came for healing. You came, you came to get your ear opened. Oh, yes. I mean, I'd spoken in this ear before, and, and you know, you're either healed or you're not when you're yes. completely deaf. You can either hear or you can't hear. It's very, that's why I like these ones, because it's really demonstrable, because you either can or you can't. And then what happened that night? Wow. <laughs> I came, I, I think you said, uh, Kay, it's your time, yes, you know? So I started to walk out and I didn't even get near you and whoosh down I went and <laughs> it was glorious. And then but I did speak into your ear then and told you tell me to say what I'm I whispered in your ear and you tell me what happened. Well, I could hear it really clearly. Yes. <laughs> In the ear that you couldn't hear anything? No hearing, no hearing bones in it, you know? Yes. Which ear was the deaf one? Okay, so how's it doing today? Pardon? How's it going today? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> how's your ear today? Good, it's even completely healed up. I had a bit of uh, in the ear canal with all the work that had been done on over the years. There was part of the ear canal that hadn't dried up and the skin hadn't properly grown over it and it used to weep. But that all got, I went back to my specialist and it's all healed up too. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So, so you can still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> it's so good. Father, we give you glory. Thank you, Kay. That makes me happy. It makes me so happy. This is what God does. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we know, of course, that the power of God that we see moving and healing people is not something that comes from human flesh or human passion or human desire. I've, I've prayed at times out of human passion and desire and compassion. Like, oh, I want them healed, God. And I remember doing this one night and I heard the Holy Spirit behind me say, would you like some help with that? <laughs> and I realized I had just, I mean, my motives were good, but my, my focus was wrong. Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed them, but he always knew where the power came from. You see, everything Jesus did on the earth, he did as a man, 
utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. He was fully God and fully man, and yet everything he did on the earth, he did as a man, choosing to accept the confines of humanity so that he could demonstrate to us what life connected to the Father would look like because Jesus' mission was that you and I would be reconciled to the Father through him. And he was showing us what life would look like if we would learn to lean into him and receive as we surrender our lives, as we lose our lives, we find his. And he was showing us what the power of God would look like. And as I was just looking, I, I shared this recently, looking through some of the miracles of Jesus, he did miracles in so many different ways. So you can't formularize it or say it happens this way or it happens that way. He's, a, he's not a tame lion, hallelujah. He, he is the one that, that shows us, I believe, in doing things so many different ways, the need for dependence on the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. He, he learned and he showed us how to lean on him. I was reading in Mark 7 about the man who was born, who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And I mean, it's fascinating. You read it, it Jesus stuck his fingers in his ears. He spat on the ground. He got the spit and he put the spit on his tongue probably won't be doing that to you tonight, hallelujah, unless, I, I probably even shouldn't say it, but anyway, hallelujah, Lord, help. <laughs> but then, the miracle didn't happen at that moment. It says, he looked up to heaven, looking up to heaven, with a deep sigh. <sighs> he said, Ephatha, ears be opened. And the ears were opened and the tongue was loosed. But I, as I looked at that, and then I, I looked again at when Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb, you can see that he, it says there that raising his eyes to heaven, he then called Lazarus out. Or going to do the miracle of the multiplying the bread, the loaves and the fishes. Scripture tells us that lifting his eyes to heaven. And this little phrase repeated so regularly when we see Jesus moving in the power of the Holy Spirit shows me that he was continually aware of where his strength came from, of where the power came from. It's like this, for me, I think about it, it's like this leaning back and then leaning forward. It's like, a deep sigh is actually releasing what you've breathed in. The breath of God, the life of God, the life that gave us dust, life, is still breathing life today. Hallelujah. The, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the power of God in the upper room. There was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. Have you ever imagined what that must have been like? Like pictured it? The sound of a roaring wind. I shared the other week from Zephaniah chapter 9 and the whirlwind from the south that I believe that the Lord is releasing. 
But the sound of a whirlwind is a, the sound of a tornado. I mean, I was talking to one of our American friends yesterday, and I was saying, have you ever been near a tornado? Have, have you, tell me what it sounds like. And they said, it sounds like a, a huge train. It's just this huge sound of a huge train. And, and there is a roaring sound. But I believe the breath of God is the power of God. Hallelujah. And it's as we are aware that we can drink in the oxygen of heaven, God wants it to be released through us. Hallelujah. He wants us to live continually receiving so that freely we receive and freely we can give. Hallelujah. Living in this place of leaning back and giving out. Leaning back and giving out. Hallelujah. But looking through these miracles, it's fascinating. We've just come back from Brazil. We have a whole team that, that came with us. It was absolutely glorious. Wow, the fire and the power of God, the miracles that they saw, the blind eyes, the deaf ears, the arms. Where is probably not here. She's with family tonight, but Rachel too. And just seeing incredible miracles as they would just speak to the people and they'd begin to do things they couldn't do before. Ears were opening, eyes were opening, tumors were disappearing in front of people's eyes. Just so incredible and incredible things. But the power was clearly not about who the person was, about whether they'd studied a long time or whether they were this or they were that. And I, I think study is a wonderful thing, but sometimes study and knowledge is actually used to replace the lack of power. I, I mean, hey, I'm studying for my doctorate at the moment, so like, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's good. Yeah, I know, I'm still talking myself into it. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, it's worth it, it's worth it. But knowledge is good. It's great to study and to learn things. But the learning is, God's desire is that we would not have, not just have head knowledge, but that we would have experiential revelation of who God is. Hallelujah. As I shared the other, the other week in Zechariah 9 there, it says, the sons of Zion, Barry pointed that scripture out to me, the sons of Zion will be exalted over the sons of Greeks. And the, the sons of Zion, the Hebrew way of thinking is experiential, not just head knowledge, but experiential knowledge. And it's being exalted over the sons of Greece and Greece often representing our Western mindset, our way of thinking, which is analytical and just head knowledge. God wants to, us to experience the breath of God, the power of God, fully supernaturally filling us so that we can freely give what we freely receive. But then uh, as I was looking today um, and praying and, and believing for the Holy Spirit to touch people, I mean, I shared again too, there was another testimony I heard just a couple of weeks ago from someone from our last miracle meeting who connected online and they were believing for a miracle. Uh, they had stage four cancer of the appendix, a very rare cancer that had metastasized through her belly. And she reached out in faith for a miracle and took it by faith and has been back to the doctor and they've done the scans expecting to find her belly full of cancer and they've found no trace of cancer whatsoever. <laughs> Just incredible. 
Nothing is impossible for those who believe. But I want to read to you a story that you, you are probably familiar with from Luke chapter 5. This is an interesting story. Start here in verse 17. One day he was teaching and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who'd come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. And some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed and they were trying to bring him in and set him down to set him down in front of him. But not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this man who speaks blasphemies? For, for, who can forgive sins but God alone? Uh, uh, Yes, hallelujah. This is what they needed to recognize. Hallelujah. But Jesus, aware of their reasonings, answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins have been forgiven you, or to say, Get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Get up and pick up your stretcher and go home. And immediately got up before them and picked up what he'd been lying on and went home glorifying God. You know what? I love, I love this scripture because this is what Jesus does. He comes and he'll speak and tell us, you're forgiven. You're loved. I don't even remember your sin anymore. You are redeemed. You are restored. And, and then, oh, and get up and walk recognizing that healing is just, oh yes, well that's a simple matter. But I want you to know that I have healed you on the inside. I've given you freedom from your sin, hallelujah. I loved it when James was having his encounter with God, the Lord's showing him all these things and in the middle of his encounter while James is in the hospital with end stage bowel cancer, having this encounter with God after We'd prayed and celebrated and worshipped God for his healing the following night in the middle of the encounter that he was having with the Lord. But he says to the Lord, uh, excuse me, Lord, you haven't said anything about cancer. And the Lord said, that's because it's irrelevant. And then just went on showing him things to come. And that was seven years ago, and James is here and healthy today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But this is, this is, sometimes we, we put sickness and pain and limitation, physical problems as this huge big mountain that's like, oh, well, I could believe for forgiveness of sins, but, you know, this, the, oh, I don't know if I could be healed or I don't know if that could happen to me. But in their day, as they were seeing so many miracles, it was a bigger thing to actually believe that their sins could be forgiven. Hallelujah. I was thinking about a story from quite a long time ago. I was in, I think it was 2007, in uh, South Carolina. I think I was at a Church of God church. And um, I was praying for people to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, speaking with new tongues. And I think I did a daytime session and uh, just in a little church. And 
this, this, this beautiful young woman, she was being touched by the Holy Spirit and received the gift of tongues. And I was going on and ministering to other people. And then out of the corner of my eye, I could see her walking around the, the sanctuary without shoes on, really gingerly, and tears streaming down her face. And after I'd finished ministering for the other people, I walked over to her and I said, what's going on, honey? And she, and she just kept crying and saying, there's no pain, there's no pain. And I, so I, I asked her again and I couldn't get anything else out of her except there's tears and there's no pain, there's no pain. The following night, she came to testify that she'd been in the army in Iraq, in, in the American army, and she had been in a uh, convoy where an IUD had gone off and under her truck. And she had broken all the bones in her lower legs, both legs and her feet. And because it was a war zone, they had to medivac her out. They soft casts on, but they couldn't set the legs um, in that environment, so they medivaced her out, got her back to the US, but um, they weren't able to do anything properly to fix her legs and her feet. They did another operation, but then they came out and said, look, you're going to have to wear these braces. They were big metal braces up to her knee and covering her foot, and she'd have to wear um, orthotic sneakers that would fit in the, that could fit the brace in the foot bones and around the foot and up her leg. And that day, as she'd received the Holy Spirit, she had just decided, I, ha I didn't even pray for healing, but she decided, if the Holy Spirit can touch me like this, He can heal me. And so she, unbeknownst to me, took off the braces, took off the shoes, and just started to walk around the sanctuary. And as she walked, she began to realize there's no pain and everything's working properly. And she came back wearing these little flip-flops saying, I've, I haven't been able to wear these since before the accident. I can paint my toenails now. I can wear normal shoes. And I, I mean, it was a glorious miracle. But nobody prayed for her for healing. And the more I look at Jesus, he often didn't say a prayer. Like the paralyzed man, he didn't go over to him and rebuke the, the paralysis. He didn't, he didn't go and um, start rebuking staff or doing things. So, though that can happen, and there are examples in Scripture of, of demons being rebuked and people being healed as a result, certainly. But in this case, he, he didn't. He just gave a command, get up and walk. We see that too at the pool of Bethesda. Pick up your mat and walk. But it was in the picking it up, it was in the actual getting up, that the miracle was manifested. It was in the moving, in the doing, and so many miracles happened this way, where in the doing, they're healed. That there seems to be a connection between stepping out in faith and seeing the miracle manifested. Often when I pray for deaf ears, um, I'll just feel that the Lord wants to touch and open a, a deaf ear. 
And, and I'll often just declare, ears be opened in the name of Jesus. But it's when I pull them up and I get them to close their good ear and tell them to say what I'm saying in their previously deaf ear, often it's at that moment that the ear opens where they intentionally listen with it and, and speak out what I'm saying. And that's when the miracle happens. Um, you can have a look here in Luke chapter 17. There's another story of the 10 lepers. Verse 12, as he entered a village, 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You know, there was never a time in scripture when people came to Jesus and said, have mercy, that he didn't have mercy. There was never a time when people who came to him saying, heal us, have mercy on me, that Jesus didn't heal them. And you know, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He will still hear you if you will cry out to him. He will still touch you if you come to him. Hallelujah, for he is the same yesterday, today and forever. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. It was the equivalent in their day of going to the doctor, I think. Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. As they were going, they were cleansed. It was in the actual going that the miracle manifested. And there's something that happens when we do something we couldn't do before. I remember I was just, I think, 13 or 14, and uh, probably 13, I think, and I had been doing trampolining, and I actually got to go to the state titles for the first time up in Meribra, and I was warming up, and I, I did this move where you come around, you go, you go quite high when you're in competitive trampolining, and I was coming around and there was a, a thing where you come around and you just land on your stomach as part of the um, routine. But I overbalanced a little bit and reached my arm out instinctively and it snapped and the bones came through the leotard. It was yucky. Blood everywhere. The people around, you have spotters around the edge who are supposed to be there to help you. They just vomited. It was, it was not a great thing. Not a great thing. Hallelujah. But anyway, I, you know, I'm in the back of an ambulance. It's a big thing. Then into surgery and surgery after surgery. They inserted metal pins to try because the. It was this arm here. The two main bones had fractured and pierced the skin. So they did initial surgery to put it back in and then they put a pin in through my elbow and the other pin in through my wrist to gather them together. And in the process of either the break or the operations, a nerve to my thumb had been severed. And so I couldn't voluntarily just move my thumb like this. My brain didn't have a connection to the thumb anymore. And so there was a miracle meeting at our church. I, I used to go to Garden City Christian Church and, I, and a man called Ralph Wilkerson came to town. I didn't know who he was, just an American, but I was, you know, it was exciting. I did a letterbox drop um, for like, come and see this guy. 
I was, I was poor. I love Jesus. And anyway, in the meeting, he said, put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing. And he just prayed from the front. There were about 2,000 people there. And then he said, do something you couldn't do before. And I just began to move my thumb, which was impossible. And I said, mum, mum, look. And we went back to the specialist, and he goes, well, that's got to be a miracle. Hallelujah. And so I experienced that, that in doing something, the miracle manifested. And I believe the Holy Spirit is more excited to heal you than you are to even receive healing. He is more for you than you are. Hallelujah. And he loves us. And I know it can be difficult when you've experienced pain or a long-term chronic pain. It's very hard. It's a, it, it weighs you down. And, and if you've had a condition for a long time too, and you've been even for multiple times of prayer and haven't received, it can easily, you can easily want to start to guard your heart and say, oh, I just don't, don't think it's going to happen for me. And that is understandable. But God does the things that are not understandable. Hallelujah. And I believe that as you determine in your heart, where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of life. As we recognize that whatever reason I haven't been healed before, it's, I'm not going to try and figure out the why. I'm going to come in faith, believing Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I'm going to receive. And I've seen people receive miracles in the most glorious ways as they have simply chosen, who else, who else am I going to go to? Where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of life. I trust in you. I'll trust in you. And I've seen astonishing things happen as people have done this. Hallelujah. Over and over again, you can read the scripture and see that Jesus would give a command and the people would do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. Hallelujah. Fill the water pots or whatever it is. Now, I, I don't encourage you just to do things because you think it's a good idea. But if you feel the Holy Spirit has touched you, then sometimes taking a step of faith and activating what you know has happened is the key to releasing the miracle power of God. Hallelujah. I want to finish today's program by sharing some scriptures that have really encouraged me. Ephesians chapter 3 changed my life. There's an apostolic prayer there that I heard a man testify. He'd personalized and prayed three months and then he began to have angelic encounters. Well, I thought, oh, I need this. And I'd read in the Bible that whatever I ask according to the will of God, I could have. So I knew this was a prayer I could have. Coming from a background of abuse and abandonment and rejection, I was so insecure. But the perfect love of God casts out fear and I knew I needed this love. So I began to personalize this prayer and pray. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen me with might in my inner being so that I would be able to come to know Christ dwelling in my heart through faith. 
that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend this love that passes knowledge, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the love of God that's beyond human comprehension, that I may be filled up to overflowing with all the fullness of God. You can personalize the scripture too and pray it for yourself, believing that it's the will of God for you to have it. This prayer changed my life. And I pray that as you pray it, it'll change yours too.